Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is Patty Post. She's a medical device innovator, entrepreneur, businesswoman, mother of three, and wife. She spent 15 years in business development executive roles in medical devices, clinical research, and supply chain solutions, looking to reimagine OTC testing after identifying a gap in the market Patty founded Checkable to empower families to make informed healthcare decisions from home through technology, education, and diagnostics. Welcome to the show, Patty. Thank you so much, Marisa. Nice to meet you. Neil, thanks for having me too. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, you know, healthcare, there's always, there's always like the old, when I, when I think of healthcare, I think of like a heavy old system, right? Like yeah. whether it's the, the processes, you know, just healthcare in general. Right. And so what you're doing is very, very different. And I was checking out your site and checking out the services you provide. And it's actually pretty cool. So why don't you talk a little bit about what Checkable is and how you got into it in the first place? Sure. So at Checkable, we are really making it easy for consumers to make a clinical evidence-based decision from home. And that starts with a rapid diagnostic. So if you have symptoms, then you have a rapid diagnostic that you can use to tell you if you're positive or negative, basically a screening. Think of like, okay, I'm going to do this at home. And should I go into the doctor? Should I not? But we are taking a step further because we're allowing the consumer to access telemedicine through our custom app. And so that allows them to not go into the provider if they choose not to, if they just want to get the prescription or speak with a physician. And I started it really because I experienced that problem in the healthcare system with the indication of strep. So my kids were specifically my daughter just kept bringing strep home and my sons would get it. She would get it. I would get it. And all of us had these individual visits into the physician's office. And it takes an average of four hours, like from the time that you call to the time that you end up picking up the prescription and getting home. And this had happened so many times to me. And it was like a light bulb went off in my head when I was sitting at a CVS minute clinic and she was getting the swab And I was watching it and I just thought, this is the exact same technology as the pregnancy test. Like the brilliant pregnancy test that was introduced in the eighties totally changed the game for women. And I'm on a mission to have the same thing done with strep. So that's what Checkable's hero product um, that we just finished our research trial on is an at-home strep test. Wow, that's fantastic. And and you just, you repeated, uh, you know, I resonated exactly with what you said, because when my sons were little, it was exactly the same thing. One of my sons would get strep, then my other son, then myself, and, and it was a, a constant vicious, you know, cycle of going to the doctor, getting scripts. And, and so you're actually, you know, you're, um, your services are, are family oriented. Mm-hmm. So you're having right. a televisit as a family, not as an individual, correct? 
Uh, well, we do add. Uh, so if if you have your profile, you would add your children, you would add anyone in your family and you could have a whole family unit. Uh, but yeah, it would, a parent has to do it for a child. Definitely. That's great. So, so you, um, when the idea came to you, were you already in the industry? Had you already been working in the medical field? I did. Yes. So I sold, uh, medical devices. Uh, I carried a bag is what we call it in industry, uh, two hospitals, surgeons, nurses, uh, healthcare administrators in the hospitals. And then I moved to clinical research. And that's when I learned how to take a device from an idea, a concept, and take it through that regulated process to get through approval and then ultimately commercialization. Um, so before I started Checkable, I was actually doing some consulting work with companies that are startups in med tech, but then also big companies, think of Medtronic, Boston Scientific, uh, working with those um, product teams on positioning and marketing and how to get their product into the hands of really physicians and, and all clinic clinicians. But it was there that I saw what was happening with consumer health and how self-care was really making big strides in the market. If you think of like or assure for HIV testing, or even the pregnancy test, or any over-the-counter drugs, it just was massive gains. And I think it was just everything coming together, but all that knowledge, and then feeling the pain personally, that I was like, well, this has to happen. I actually... I actually thought of the idea and I pitched it to my boss at the consulting firm. And I said, we should incubate this company within the company. And he's like, it will never work. Moms will never change their behavior from going to the doctor. And that was in 2018. And so I took nine months while I was still consulting and researched like, okay, who would fund it? Who would use it? How would we do it? How much money would it take? And I got enough information and, and looked at the competitive landscape and realized no one else was doing it and got my husband on board with me. And we took the leap in uh, September of 2019. That's so great. So, so you had all the, so you had the experience, right. Of taking a product to market, mm -hmm. um, but, but it wasn't your dollars. Right. So, so how yeah. did that, how did that change either the risk factor, you know, for you um, did it introduce fear? Like for me, I, you know, I run multi-million dollar global projects on the side. Mm -hmm. Like I, that's mm -hmm. my career, right? I'm in tech, mm -hmm. but it's never my money. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to find the funding. I don't, I just have to, you know, get the ideas going and, and get the budget approved and stuff like that. But so, so you're used to doing that, but then you had to switch and go, okay, now I have to use my own money. And you said yeah. you did research and stuff, but but how did that change for you? Because now you're doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. So we did use our own personal capital, but then I had to go to the market. It takes on average 30 million to bring a device um, to market. And then I had the tech platform as well. So I would say it probably would take an average of 40 million. So I've had to do the traditional fundraising route, friends and family, and then doing a seed round and then trying to access capital in different ways that's non-dilutive grants um, or different, uh, like applying to different accelerators, different things where you can just get some funding to help you limp along. And when I was consulting, I actually worked with startups 
and helped them create their pitches for investors. So I knew enough to put my story together and then you know knew enough industry experts and surrounded myself. I still do with people that know a lot more than I do. And then I can get to them to then help me get to fruition of whatever it is that I want to accomplish. That's great. So so now you're in it, right? You you have the the company, it's established. Um, is it exactly how you planned or what's different than how you planned and the expectations? Did you meet your expectations and did you get buy-in from all the moms? Tell us about that. Well, it looks a little different because I couldn't access funding during COVID. So I had an investor that was living in North Dakota and part of the North Dakota state legislature. And so she really introduced me to all of the uh, opportunities within North Dakota. I was living, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so I, we moved our family up to Fargo, North Dakota in December of 2020 to access capital, um, non-dilutive funding. There's just very, um, there's very great opportunities for entrepreneurs to come here, um, <clears throat> because they have a really low population and they are a wealthy state. Um, so I never dreamed that I would move to North Dakota, to be honest with you. I'm glad that I'm here now. Um, and it took longer than I expected it to do. So our clinical trial, uh, building of the tech, I mean, you, I have so much respect for what you do with running business units that are creating technology and, and managing a timeline and a budget because I failed twice at that because I just didn't have the right team. I didn't have the right leader. I was using offshore resources that, you know, we really had no relationship with. So it's the third time around that that tech finally got together. And then on the clinical trial side on the strep, that took a lot longer too, just because of COVID really COVID and influenza RSV were all battling against strep. If you think of like the four main infectious diseases. Uh, so I had a, a, a longer battle in my projections. I was already at retailers at this time. So <clears throat> it is what it is. So that's, um, you talk, you talk a little bit about having to move to North Dakota. I was going to ask you, you know, what changed for you because you had, you know, you were an employee or a consultant and now you're running your own business and you're a mom of three, right? Mm -hmm. So besides the move, what, what dynamics changed in your family? Well, it was interesting just uh, seeing my kids. Uh, I mean, just think of everything that you're involved with in a school from volunteering to sports to even just your daily routine of bringing your kids to school and what do they wear? And even like your sports gear, you know, we had, we were just plunked into this new school system and had to just start from scratch. So I never realized, I think it's good that I didn't realize what we were embarking on, um, just going into a new community and a new state, uh, because I wouldn't have done it. It was, it was a lot, but we, my kids are very resilient and with really outgoing personalities. So I'm thankful of that. Um, I think COVID still had its effects on the kids because some of their academic rigor was just a little slacking. Like 
online classes, going to school, you know, they, they were doing online in Minneapolis and then coming to school in North Dakota, they were at school every day. The simple thing of waking up for school, being on time, sitting there all day, again, from like 7.30 to 3.30, it's pretty exhausting if you think about it. And I think as adults, we're like, we can have that point of reference to be like, oh, I remember what it was like before, but they didn't. So those are all things that I just had no idea that it would be weird as well as like, okay, you've got new bills, where you get your hair cut, where do you do all of these things? You know, your vet, you're, you're finding all of these services. And that's why North Dakota is doing it because when a new person move or when a person moves into the state, think of how much money they're putting, they're stimulating um, in the economy. And so I just had never, I, I took it for granted, all of the things that I had, relationships I had had. Yeah, your whole world turns upside down at that it point. Does. You, from everyone, from your next door neighbor to like yes. you said, where you get your hair cut, just the, the things you take for granted. Yeah. Yeah. And then times five, when there's five of us, dentists, orthodontists, ophthalmologists, like just every service provider that you use. Uh, and, and we're a healthy family too, that uh, it's just things that take time. So what did you do to kind of maintain balance, right? Like make sure, make sure yourself is still, uh, that your self-care is taken mm-hmm. care of, right? Because if you're, you're doing for the business, you're, you're, you know, giving us a wife, giving us a mother, giving us a business, supporting all, you have all these investors who are dependent on you. And now you're not just going from a nine to five consulting. Now you're, you're, you know, you've got multi-million dollars on the line. How did you make sure that you were number number one? Well, uh, on the business side, I made sure that I had a uh, someone with a finance background locally. And so that was my first hire here locally. Um, and he happens to have, uh, and he's still with me. His name is Nate Funk. Um, he has an e-commerce and an Amazon background too. So we also, we looked at the financials, but the finances currently, but then also the forecast and with the business development as well in the digital space. So that was really important for me because I wanted to ensure that I was financially sound, but then I was making right for my investors so I could do those updates. And I, I'm just, I'm, I have other people's money. It's much more serious than just my own. But then also have a forward-looking eye of, okay, how are we going to make money? And so that's where we came out with some new products of our supplements uh, was, was when I brought Nate on. On the personal side, I found a yoga studio right away, Hot Yogis. Um, it's funny because I'm going to the her the studio owner. I'm going to her birthday party tonight. Um, my yoga studio is always like my community. That was my biggest thing when I left is that I missed my, my yogis. So when I found my yoga studio... That really helped just have it. I don't have a huge friend network because I'm so busy, but those people that I know at that studio and that see me and I see them and we know each other enough um, to have a nice community. So that was important for me. That's great. You you found your own space. You were able to find that. Mm -hmm. And, And is your husband still involved in the business at all? 
Yeah. So we actually pulled him out of, he was working with another company. He helped another company get some operations up and running and some hiring. He was like extra bandwidth and then was doing a ton of operations and he was gone a lot. And so then it fell on me. And I finally said, okay, you're doing all of this awesome work over here. I need you to do that same stuff here at Checkable. So he came on full-time uh, about nine months ago. And uh, it's been awesome because he does, we call him our field ops. You know, he takes care of the building and just everything around here, as well as our shipping, our logistics, um, inbound, outbound freight, all that. That's, that's so great that you could work a lot alongside your, uh, alongside your husband yes. and, and it works, you know, not yes. a lot of people can do that. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. I think so too. Do your kids get involved yet? <laughs> Are they too young? Oh my gosh, Marisa, it's funny that you say that because my oldest, um, he's 19. Will, he's a just finished his freshman year at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. And he's our intern this summer. And That's so he great. just did his first presentation today to all of us. And he's working under Nate. And it is so fun. He was presenting to me today. And I was just like, it just made me so happy because he works really hard. He's in the National Guard too. He has been for a few years. We know that he's a really good worker. But I think as a parent, when you build a business, you don't want your kids to take you for granted, but if they're willing to dig in and understand the business and love the business like you do, um, that's what I see him doing. And it just makes my heart happy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so great. My mom's so my biggest fan. So I would say my mom and dad, like, oh, like good. you can't do another review, mom. They don't let you. <laughs> I'll do another <laughs> review for them. Like, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. Well, um, we're running out of time. Uh, any parting words for someone in the audience? You know, I, I really say just take the leap and don't get too worked up about what you don't know what's going to happen because don't think so negatively because it, it could be something beautiful and wonderful on the other side. And if it's not, it's figure outable. You'll, you'll make it work. That's great. Neil uses that. I love it. <laughs> figure outable. <laughs> I know. What's her, what was that? Mar uh, Maria Fornio? Is that what her name is? Oh yeah. Maria Fournier. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yes. Great advice. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Where can people find you? Uh, so I'm Patty Post CEO on Instagram and on TikTok, uh, but I'd love for all everyone to follow Checkable. We're doing awesome things and follow on all of our social channels with Checkable. Terrific. Thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.